Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Master Your Mindset. I am your host, Jer Fink, and on today's episode, we have Corey Chadwick. Corey is a super proud dad, he's a husband, he's an unwavering optimist, and he's the founder of The Mental Gym. Corey, welcome. How are you doing today? Jer, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm great, thank you. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm also doing well, enjoying the lovely weather we're finally having. Uh, I'm really excited to have you um on the show you know we've connected a couple of years back i've been following what you're doing i'm really excited about what you're putting out into the world and excited too about this uh <clears throat> excuse me about this episode so my first question for you is are you living your 10 ah uh, what a great question yeah i am living my 10 um now i want to be very clear on something living your 10 is different from having lived your 10 like when you get to the end of your life and you're looking back and you're like i did it i lived my 10 living your 10 is really the process of growing every day, trying to be a little bit better every single day, becoming that person that you want to be. It's building those relationships in your life, those meaningful relationships, and really trying to live a life that matters, you know, impact the people in the world around you, trying to make the world a better place. Uh, these are things that I, I work on every day. And uh, yeah, I'd like to think I'm living my 10. Okay, that's awesome. So when I ask you that question, are you living your 10? This obviously comes from, you know, your, your program, your business, uh, the mental gym and the mental gym is something that you've been doing for a while. Can you just explain really, you know, really quickly, you know, and just kind of break it down with what is the mental gym? Sure. Yeah. We're very used to the idea of having a gym for our bodies, right? We know how important physical exercise is and exercising our bodies. We have gyms for that, a place to go to do that. But what about our minds? why don't we have a gym for our minds? It's the same thing. We know that to get real results with your body and consistent results, you need to be consistent. You wouldn't work out for two weeks and then be like, Hey, I'm all done exercise. I'm healthy. Like I'm good to go. Well, it's the same thing for our minds. So if we want to be happier, if we want to be healthier, if we want to perform at a higher level, um, there are so many things that come from really a higher functioning mind, if you will, a higher performing mind. Um, being better parents, partners, leaders, I mean, you name it, it all, life is a mental game. It really is. So where do you train for that, that mental game? We have a mental gym. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. So, so how did you get into this space? Like, was this something that you were always into, um, like ever since you were a kid, or was this something that kind of came along your own journey and then you decided to kind of take the step and try to create something like this? Yeah. I mean, Back when I was a kid, it, it, there was just this feeling like I had more potential than I was realizing, but I didn't know how to connect the dots. Um, I feel like life can kind of point you on a path or set you on a path and you think like, well, I guess this is just the way it's supposed to be. But I always questioned things. I always felt like I had another version of myself that I wanted to be, just didn't really know how to get from here to there. And that was a constant theme throughout my life. Um, I wanted to be happier. I wanted to realize my potential. I wanted to live with purpose. I wanted to impact people. So this was always a theme in my life and not knowing how to get from here to there, not knowing how to really connect those dots was a constant frustration for me. Um, kind of fast forward, I'll fast forward way ahead in the story and then you know we can go back if you want. Um, but about five-ish, five plus years ago, when my first son was born, I felt this huge sense of responsibility to try to make the world a better place for him. And over all of these years, I have been working on something, developing myself, but really building kind of a, um, a system of thinking and decision-making 
that helps you become the best version of yourself and show up in life as, as that version of yourself that you deep down believe you could be. I was using it for my own benefit, just to live my own 10. And when my son was born, I felt the need to start sharing it with other people to, again, try to help make the world a better place. So I started something called the Personal Greatness Project, right. which was really just geared at doing that, helping people unlock what's great about them and show up in life kind of more, much more easily and consistently as a version of themselves that they really want to be, that they admire, that they're proud to be, so they can live the kind of lives, live their tens, right? I mean, we're not here to live our sixes or sevens. We're here to live our tens. It's way too easy to live a six or seven life just by default. Like not, you didn't plan it. You didn't get out of bed in the morning saying like, yeah, I'm going to live my six. Um, But it happens by default. It's kind of what we learned. And so the personal greatness project was really my way of combating that default six or seven and helping people live their tens. Uh, Over time, the more my work developed, the more I got to work with amazing people and see the results show up for all these different types of people and all these different walks of life from business leaders to athletes, to parents, I mean, students, you name it. Um, I kept thinking, you know, we're, we go to a gym for our bodies. Why don't we have a gym for our minds? We need to be working at our minds. And I thought rather than just having workshops or, you know, you know, work together for two full days or for even for 10 weeks, which was great. What would happen if we had a place to go for one hour, once a week, where we could show up and have that consistent guidance, that consistent support. We could have community, like our workout buddies that we go and work out with every week, that we really push each other to be better, to bring out the best in each other, support each other with no judgment. I just thought that would be such a great place to be. That's a place that I would want to go to. Like I want to work out in the mental gym. Where is it? Well, I needed to create it. And so that's what I did. And, um, I love the gym. I'm so proud of the work we're doing. I'm so proud of our members, just how they show up for, for themselves, how they show up for each other each and every week, how they just grow just a little bit more every single week. They just grow and grow and grow. And it's, it's really something uh, amazing to see. Yes, it must be. And yeah. you, know, you keep mentioning like living your six and your seven versus living your 10. So how do you define like what it is to live your life at a 10 versus a six or a seven? Well, yeah, great question. Like I mentioned before, I, I really believe that the things that I want out of life are the things that we all want out of life. The specifics will be different for everybody. You know, we're driven by different things. We like different things. We, we have different interests, but I really believe we all want to be happy and fulfilled in life. Like that's, we're all looking for fulfillment in life. We want to be our, the best versions of ourselves. And by that, I mean, we want to realize our potential. We want to build really meaningful relationships And we want to live a life that matters. And if we can address those things, if we can put those front and center and work towards that, uh, we're going to live incredible lives. Mm -hmm. We're going to be our best. We're going to live our tents. What happens where that six or seven life by default kind of happens is we've kind of just been taught that if you check a certain amount of boxes in life, you're going to be happy. And I'm not saying those boxes are wrong. Like, I'm not saying don't go to school and don't get a good job and don't make money. Those can be great things. But if you are, if you're looking to those things as the answer, like if I do these things, if I make more money, then I'll be happy. Well, you're, you're going to be disappointed. And that's the problem. Again, we've learned to just kind of settle for that, to settle for a life that's fine, to settle for something that's good enough, even though we want more out of life. We might not know what that is that we want, but we do know we want more out of life. We know that we got more in us. 
Yes. You know, we know that something important is missing. We feel like we're meant for more. Again, we might not know what more is, but we we have that feeling again, like there's this this gap between who I am and who I deep down believe I could be. Until you start bridging that gap, until you're intentionally bridging that gap, um, it can be a really frustrating place to be. I've heard people describe it as deflating, as sad, as feeling stuck, as feeling kind of stuck under a ceiling or like they've hit a wall in life and whatever it is for you, it's that same feeling like life's good, but it's not great. And you kind of wake up one day and think like, I I got good things going for me in my life. A lot of time we're going to have like good jobs and good careers and, and we make good money and we've got great families and friends. And again, a lot of good things going for us and we can't figure out why it still feels like something big and important is missing. And we can't figure out almost like, huh, is this it? Like, is this all there is to life? Um, And that's kind of how you know you're living your six or your seven when you're thinking that way and feeling that way. And that's not who you're supposed to be. And that's not who you're meant to be. You're here to live your 10 and, uh, and, that's what we want to help you do. That's for sure. Right on. So for those people though, who, like you said, you start feeling a certain way, you start identifying that, yeah, I'm checking these boxes, but things aren't necessarily aligning. So when they come to you and they, and, or they enter the mental gym, or even if they don't, just for someone that's feeling those things, what, what can they do to get them started on this journey? And what kind of tools do you offer um, to help people, to implement in people's lives so they can help going from that six and a seven uh, to a 10? Yeah, for sure. So uh, like I said, those, those three pieces that we're all looking for, that potential, that purpose, and those relationships, I got to a point where I realized that I'm not going to live my 10 without those pieces. And so I looked, I kept looking for ways and trying to figure out and like finding this, trying to find this algorithm for life, right? For living your 10. And what I realized over years of work and, and studying people and, and all of this stuff is that there's actually six ingredients that all of these things share six common ingredients, these six must haves for living your 10. Uh, I call them the essentials. So they're the essentials for living your 10. And those essentials, those six pieces are self-awareness, accountability, vulnerability, purpose, optimism, and grit. And what's so cool about any one of those is anybody can take an interest in, learn more about, work on any one of those and they're going to impact your life in, in an awesome way. You know, if you're, for example, if you're not a vulnerable person and you become a vulnerable person, it's yep. going to change how you show up at home, at work, as a leader, everything. Um, and that's just one example. You can apply that to any of, the, any of the essentials. But what's so amazing about the essentials is how they work together. So they're not six independent pieces. They're actually six pieces of the same puzzle. And they work together and they build off each other in a really special, incredible way. So that's what we work on in the gym is the essentials. And there's a lot of different pieces of each of these essentials and kind of sub pieces that we work on consistently. Um, but what I would say to anybody is just a, a real starting point. If you don't want to join the gym and you don't want to, you know, if you just want to do your own thing, look at those essentials, identify one of them that you feel like you have the most room to grow on and dig into it, focus on it. And, and you're going to be really happy that you did. Yeah, so it's kind of like taking inventory on your own life. Yeah. What's working, what's not working, and a little bit also self-reflection. 
like who am I and who do I want to be? Who do I want to become? Lots of yeah. self-expression. So we ask that question all the time, nonstop. I ask myself that question many times throughout many the day. Times, many times. Who do I want to be? Who am I? Right. Yeah. I think the more clear you are on who you want to be, that identity of the person you want to become, a little bit more clear it is for you to get there without that Absolutely. blueprint, right? Um, so when you're trying to find people to come to the mental gym, is there like, is this gym for kids, teens, adults? Is there any kind of prerequisite or who is the gym open to? Yeah. Uh, so the gym is really open to anybody who sees themselves as this kind of person who is living their six or seven or eight, um, but wants to live their 10. We've got, you know, most of our members are in their thirties and forties because that's that kind of stage in life where you realize that, huh, you know what? Like, I, I feel like I've kind of hit a wall and, and there's got to be more to this again, either at home, at work for how you want to show up in the world. But we've got one of our members is a business student um, and one of the top business schools in, in, uh, in Canada. He's a business student. We've got a grandfather in the gym. Like it doesn't really matter. We've got uh, CEOs and business leaders. We've got moms, you know, of, of kids. We've got parents and non-parents, entrepreneurs. We've got different people from different walks of life. Um, and that's really part of what makes the gym so special is that we do come from different walks of life and we've got our own specific goals in life, but we're all essentially driven by the same thing to be the best versions of ourselves and live our tens. And when you get to work out with like-minded people who aren't necessarily the same as you, but like-minded people, you get so many different perspectives on the same things that we work on. We're working on one concept, one idea in each class, and you get all these different perspectives. You get to hear how different people see it and think about it and apply it to their lives. So it fast forwards the way that you learn. It adds so much, um, so much depth to what you can learn and how you understand. And that's a really special thing. So we say for the gym, you know, we're for everybody. We know we're not for everybody, but, <laughs> but, everyone, but you're for everybody. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Um, so uh, you, you touched on something um, a few minutes ago and it was about vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to just go back to that because I have this saying that I like to remind myself and, um, and I also like to share with others that that vulnerability will set you free. Now, oh, yeah. um, if someone's coming into your gym, for example, and this is all new to them, what, what do you, what process can you take someone through to help them become more vulnerable, to help them take down those walls? Is it, is it a matter of them just sitting back and listening to other people share their own stories or is there actual exercises and tools that, you know, these people can implement in their own lives to help them kind of become a little bit more vulnerable? Both. Um, so I'd say in the gym, we just probably spent the last month or so working on vulnerability, looking at it from different angles, understanding why we're not vulnerable, what stands in our way. You know, like, for example, we really care about what other people think. We care about other people's opinions of us and judgments. Um, we don't want to say what we really feel or kind of just be who we really are because what if other people don't like us or accept us? And there's all these reasons and good reasons. It, it can be scary to be vulnerable if you think of it as a scary thing. We like to think of it as just being real, just right. being honest right. and we're very big on being real and being honest in the gym. In fact, we've got three rules for every class. One is that we treat each other with a ton of respect. Two, we're always honest with ourselves and with each other. And three, there's no judgment. 
We're a place for growth, not a place for judgment. So there's no judgment. And when you can work out in an environment like that, where you get to learn and ask questions and discuss certain things as they come up, and you're not worried about being judged, so you can just be honest and real, you're practicing being vulnerable without us even saying, okay, we're working on vulnerability this week. Right. Uh, you're just practicing it and you're learning what it's like to not filter yourself, not filter your thoughts, not filter what you want to say, and just be real with each other. And there's something so incredibly powerful about having a space that's just safe, that's non-judgmental, where you can just be you and work on being your greatest you without being judged. Uh, it's a great way to build vulnerability and it's a great way to grow. Yeah, yeah I, I totally agree. Uh, I think I was one of those people, as you described before, um, who wasn't vulnerable. Mm. And found the ability to become vulnerable. And now I'm a great example of all those things that you're talking about. Excellent. My partner, my kids, my parents, my friends, whoever I'm connecting with and comfortable with myself, I can be vulnerable because I know the power in it. And not just for myself, but the other people that I'm communicating um, with as well. So kudos, man, because I think that, um, yeah, again, vulnerability is such a powerful tool that um, everybody can tap into. Um, yeah. You just have to, you know, I guess get on the other side of it and be okay doing that. So, um, yeah. sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I, you know, there it's for vulnerability. It's like anything, like any skill that you're building, any muscle that you're developing. I think some, sometimes people steer away from vulnerability because they think like, oh, well, I got to just, you know, let all my deepest, darkest secrets out there into the world. And that's not true. You can start being vulnerable by just having an honest conversation with somebody and talking about something that's not surface level, you know, that's not money or power or sports or something like that. Right. And just, just being real, saying something like, like, here's actually a great exercise that we just did in the gym Beautiful. where I asked everyone to share things they might regret in their lives. You know, if the world was ending tomorrow, yeah. what might you regret? And it's so easy to think like, I'm the only one who's going to regret this. Nobody's going to understand this. It's just me. But really, once you start just being honest about it, uh, you realize that so many people are thinking the same things and feeling the same things and having the same like, oh, I don't want to regret this in my life. So you're just, again, you're just being real. It's a huge opportunity to grow and you're just practicing it a little bit at a time. And that's how you build the vulnerability muscle like any other one. You just just stretch yourself and grow a little bit more every time. Um, and like you said, it the way it shows up for you at home, uh, you know, uh, with, your, with your partner, with your kids, uh, at work, it's so freeing. Um, yeah, so, we don't, I mean, I don't need to focus just on vulnerability here. We work on a lot of great stuff, but vulnerability, no, but massive, think, yeah. Yeah, it's a big catalyst and it's a, it's a core component, I think, of a lot of these things for people to really show up. You have to be willing to get vulnerable, I think, to get to that next uh, level. Yeah. So what about when you're outside of the gym, right? Mm -hmm. So you're coming to the gym once a week, like what are some things that you can recommend to people that they could do on a daily basis just to keep themselves I would say grounded, centered, and also uh, continuously working towards going from that six, seven, or eight to a 10. Uh, yeah. So something that we realized is, is really huge is our members do something called self-work in between their gym classes. So in between that one hour a week, they've got these exercises that they work on on their own. It's a different exercise every week. It fits into what we're working on in the gym that week, and it feeds into the next week. Uh, and I, I love these exercises. I think they're so great and they're so powerful and we make those available to anybody. So you don't have to be a gym member to get our self work. Okay. You can just sign up for the self work and we'll send it to you every single week. What, so I, sorry. 
Oh, what's an example of, you know, if you can share like of a self-work exercise? Yeah. So uh, one, actually, I'll just share this week's. Um, okay. And I think it's, it's something that's so big on me. So we're really big on habits, right? Mindset, habits, yeah. so big on, on these. And the biggest predictor of your habits, and this, we're working on habits this week, um, biggest predictor of your habits is your identity. So like you said, who am I? Who do I want to be? That's going to inform your habits. It's kind of the one habit, if you will, that informs all of your other habits because our habits are going to be consistent with who we are. If you're a healthy person, your habits are going to be like exercising and eating well and sleeping right. If you're an unhealthy person, it might be like eating pizza or watching Netflix till three in the morning instead of sleeping and you know sitting on the couch instead of exercising. So who am I is going to inform what my habits are. Right. And so, so your, your identity, basically. Your identity. Right. What's, what's serving you and then what's not serving you. Right. And what, what habits do you need to take on to get you to that place? Yeah. So before we even get to that stage of what habits do I need to take on, we want to develop one super simple habit that's going to set the rest of those in motion. And that's what self-work is this week. Going back to that question, who am I? Who do I want to be? Just getting into the habit of asking yourself that question mm -hmm. as often as you can, as consistently as you can in your life, in your day to day, in any situation you're in. Just practice asking yourself the question, who am I? Who do I want to be? What would the best version of me do here? And for this week, I'm not asking you to act on that decision. Right. Hey, whatever you, sorry, on that question, whatever you do, whatever decision you make, cool. Like we'll get to that later. But the important thing right now is we just got to build that habit of asking ourselves the question, getting so almost on autopilot, so automatic. Who am I? Who do I want to be? Who am I? Who do I want to be? And the more we can ask ourselves that question, the more we really set the table to build out all these other amazing habits in our life that are the ones that are going to really help us live our time. Right. It's so fascinating to me that this is how you've broken it down because everything you're explaining was a big part of my own journey. Um, awesome. and, I, and I went through an exercise um, like that. And I, I read the book, um, Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. And in the book, he talks a lot about this and he, mm. and he has an exercise called, um, uh, I think it's called the accountability mirror where you go through a similar exercise and you write everything down on these sticky notes, but then you put them on your mirror, let's say in your washroom. And that way it's like a reminder, just like you're saying every day, every time you look in that mirror, you see these things reflecting back on you. And I literally had these sticky notes on my mirror for over a year. And it was just mm. that constant reminder. And like, and maybe one day, you know, went better than others and, and then you have an off day, but having that ability to reset yourself on a daily basis, I think gives you kind of a lot of momentum moving forward. And the longer you kind of um, instill this into your mind, then the more it becomes like a habit, right? Like a exactly. habit that this is the person that I want to be. And this is what I have to work towards. Yeah, so think, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's really not that complicated. I feel like we make it way more complicated than it needs to be. You know, if you, if, if on your mirror, you say, I'm an honest person, for example, yeah. I'm an honest person in any situation you're in, you just say, what would an honest person do here? And who do I want to be? Yeah. Right. It's, it's not this, it doesn't need to be complicated. It's super simple. Life is super simple. We're the ones who make it complicated. We got to make it simple. So let's touch on that for a second, because as simple as it may sound, right, there's a lot of deeper things going on there uh, that makes it complicated for people. Right. Mm -hmm. My theory is simple, I believe, but I think 
um, you know, especially as you get older. And I recently read something, whether it was a comment you did or a post that you made, and you talked about the subconscious and the conscious, right? Hmm. After living a certain way for 30, 40 years, you're kind of on an autopilot. And I wanted to talk to you about this because um, as someone who's in their 40s and didn't start this kind of self-growth journey until I was about 40 years old, I have a lot of things that are instilled in me, right? Sure. In my subconscious that I'm on autopilot, I'm still trying to reprogram myself. I wanted to just kind of bring it up with you and like, how do you kind of help people, um, you know, you know, reprogram themselves? How do you help people go into their subconscious, learn about the things that aren't serving them anymore and remove those things and kind of reprogram them with these new things that are going to help them uh, in that new direction? Uh, yeah. So again, like you said, 30, 40 years, however long you've been around, you've been probably thinking the same way, yeah. making your decisions the same way, which means you've been acting and behaving the same way. And sure, there'll be some small changes here and there as you get older. But there's this, this default, this autopilot way of thinking and decision-making, and that's going to impact everything in your life. So if you feel like maybe you're at a six or a seven right now, it's probably because you're thinking and making decisions like a six or seven version of you would. You might make some nine, 10 decisions. You might make some four or five decisions, but it's going to kind of balance out to that like six, seven. Um, so the first thing we got to do is just become aware that that's something that's happening. Okay. Right. Before you can change a habit, before you can change a thought pattern, before you can change your mindset, you've got to be aware of what's actually going on. Um, and for so many of us, again, like you've kind of thought one way, you've, you've made your decisions one way. It's kind of like you grew up eating only one type of food. It's like you were given pizza your whole life and pizza's great. <laughs> but what if all you ever know, you just, I only knew pizza. I all, my mom only gave me pizza. I didn't know about uh, tofu or steak or sushi. Like I didn't know about any of these things. Yes. Um, and so it's easy to say, well, pizza is just the way it is and pizza's good. So recognizing that, huh, I've only thought about pizza. I've never even considered steak, sushi, something else. Um, that's where it starts. So in the gym, what we really have you do is we talk about things, we present a principle and we discuss it and look at it from a few different ways, really getting you to say, where do I fit in on this? Like, how am I showing up this way? I never even really thought about it. Or for sometimes it is, I have thought about it, but maybe I need to think about it in a different way, see it a different way. And then it's really just about making a choice. Who do I want to be? Again, who do I want to be? So yeah, who do I want to be, right? And, and one little bit at a time. It's so, you know, I, I've been a part of like workshops and presentations and things like that, where they just fire hose you like so much information, so much stuff at you. And it's, it's, it's a little too much to take in. And by doing it this way with one hour, once a week, we work on one concept, one idea, and you've got the whole week to kind of work on it and think about it. When you come back next week, we just build on that idea. So just a little bit at a time, becoming aware of how do I think? How do I make my decisions? How am I showing up in life? And how do I make this one small adjustment to become a better version of myself? The more we can do that week in and week out, week in and week out, week in and week out, it just builds and builds and builds and builds. Um, so like, for example, I just we just had a couple of members that we just celebrated their uh, one year anniversary. And it was, they just happened to be at the same time. So we got to hear them both talk about it in the same class. And they both said the same thing. They said, you know, 
week to week, I haven't really noticed these huge changes, small changes week to week, but not huge. But now when I look back over the course of the last year, who I was before and who I am today and how different my life is, it's remarkable. It doesn't happen when you say to people, you have to change or you have to do it my way, or this is the only way to do it. It's just about letting you think about it in a different way, letting you make the best choice for you, and then owning that. Just own your choice. Own who you are. Own your life. Own your choices. Right. And, and I actually love that you came to this place because I'm a huge advocate of taking responsibility for your own life. Because it's no matter what, rule. yeah, no matter what's happened to you, no matter what showed up in your life, it is your life. You are responsible for it. And without, you know, you realizing it, you created this life that you have for yourself. Yeah. People go through all kinds of different things and maybe some people have had negative things or bad things happen to them, but that's still your life. You still feel responsible for it and do something about it without taking that first step, taking that action. You're not going to get where you're not going to get from the six, seven, eight to a 10. Yeah. You're not going to, you're not going to be able to evolve. You're not going to be able to grow as a person. No one's going to come and do it for you. And for myself, that was one of the biggest lessons um, that I think I've had to date. When I started taking responsibility for my life and taking that action um, to make the changes I needed to do, that's when things started to change and that's when things started to evolve. So I love nice. that we came to that place. Um, let's go back to the gym for a sec. So sure. when somebody signed up, is it is there like a certain number of people per, what do you call it, per class? Yeah, per class. Um, do you have multiple classes per week? Like talk yep. a little bit about how the class works and um, and also if somebody was interested, you know, how would they get involved into something like this? Sure. First, I just want to say how much I love, uh, how important taking responsibility is to you. Yes. Uh, I just think it's that, right. Like you have kids as well. And yeah, two young boys. Yeah. I, I think that that was a huge game changer for me. And now trying to like pass this information on to my kids. It's like, and you start to realize this when you have little kids, okay, they're babies, you don't realize it as much, but now my kids are like four and seven and I'm seeing so much reflection in them for myself. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, I got to be careful what I say, how I act, how I talk, because they're always watching. Always. Always they're watching. sponging it up. They're, they're yeah. learning who to be right from you. Yeah. It's helped me. It's helped me step it up. It's helped me show up in a different way. So uh, being a father, being a parent, I should say, is, um, can be a real game changer in your own life. Oh, it is. And, and if you, if you see it for the opportunity, it really can be to, to still, like you said, to step up in your own life, to be that example, to be that role model, to just better yourself for them, for your, you know, your relationship with your wife, your husband, whoever, um, and for yourself, it's such an amazing opportunity. I think it's the best. Um, and I, you know, it's, it's the hardest job in the world. It's also the greatest joy and honor and certainly the greatest responsibility I've ever had. Yes. Um, and, and it challenges you to be better. It does. And I, I'm really grateful for that because I, I just try to rise to the occasion as much as possible. It gets the better of you some days, that's for sure. As, yes. as any parent knows it, yes. um, it's but, got its, but uh, we're playing a long where, game. Yeah, but it definitely does get the better of you, but that's where something like the mental gym, right? And these exercises and these tools that we're talking about, that's when they can really support you. If you don't have these support, you don't have the support system that you need in your life. So when you have those days where things are getting the better at you, 
all, all you're going to do is suppress those emotions, suppress those feelings. And guess what? It's going to come out in different ways. Could come out in anger and fear, right? Could come out like you take it on your kids, your partner, whatever that may be. So having something like the mental gym, I think is super, super um, rewarding for people. Like it's super beneficial. So Huge. it's an amazing thing that you've got going on. Um, I do want to ask you that question again, because I'm even curious. Yeah. What does that look like? Um, is, is it, you know, is there different classes for different people, different stages of your journey? Like, how, how does that look like? What tends to happen is we've got, like, for example, we have a Tuesday 9 a.m. class. Okay. Generally, more business leader entrepreneurs are in that class. Um, a Thursday night class might have more of a range of people. So we'll certainly have business leaders in that class. We'll also have just, just different people from different walks of life. There's more of a variety of that. Uh, it's not even designed that way, but that's just kind of the way it works. Um, you, you show up for a class. Most people tend to stick with the same class time each week because it's just, it's in your schedule. You can say like, I'm coming, you know, each week at this day, at this time, it's just, it's in my calendar. I don't have to, I don't have to think about it, but you can also check out different classes and meet different people, which is, which is really cool. So you're not, sorry, you're not set to one class. Like if I'm on Tuesdays, uh, but so you can go once a week and you can choose the, the session that you're within. Yeah. It's, and we run the same class throughout the week. So it's actually, it's different. Um, the class is going to be different just because what happens in that class might be different the way somebody asks a question or, you know, something might happen, but the class, the class we're delivering is the same class. So you come to, you know, whenever you want, but again, it's so much easier for somebody to just say, here's, you know, this is when I come, I come Tuesday at 9am or something, you know, whenever it is, I come Tuesday at 9am. That's when I come. So that tends to happen more, but that's not a rule. It's more just the way things tend to work out. Um, you show up for class, it's all live over zoom. So it's, you don't have to travel anywhere. That lack of travel time is a really great thing. You know, we have got different people from different parts of the world in class together, which is great. Uh, so you show up for that one class for that one hour, it's one hour again, once a week, we lead this class over zoom. We talk about different things. We explore different things. We share some wins. You know, how have you grown this week? We always want to hear that at the beginning of the class, whether it's professionally or personally. As a parent, I love hearing the parenting wins. It's just so important to me. Um, we talk about that. We get into our workout of the day. Here's our workout. Here's what we're working on. Here's, you know, we're challenging the way that you think, challenging you to stretch differently, ask different questions, show up in a different way. We wrap up every class with something that we call takeaways and gratitude. So a takeaway is just, what are you taking away from this? What's this one main idea that's sticking with you that you're going to just keep thinking about and working on? And it's great because you hear all these different takeaways from, from different people. Everyone gets something different uh, out of each class, which is really, really cool. Um, and gratitude, just wrapping up with something that you're grateful for. It's such a great regular practice in your life anyway, to practice daily gratitude um, and to include it in, in all of our classes is something really, really great. So, and I've heard you mention this a couple of times during this uh, call is that, you know, there's a lot of power within hearing other people's stories mm-hmm. um, and not just your own. And I've experienced that myself and, you know, we're all going through maybe different journeys and different things in our lives, but a lot of times there's a lot of overlap into what we're feeling and what we're experiencing, Oh yeah, how we can get through that. And, you know, Sometimes, you know, as you're starting out on this journey and this stuff is new to you, just listening to other people's stories can be the catalyst to get you to open up. Because it's like, huh, that guy's going through something kind of similar. He's feeling the same thing and he's so open and free to talk about it. It could encourage people to speak up on the, um, for themselves. 
Yeah. I'm a big believer that we're all just people going through life, trying to do the best we can with what we've got, you know, and again, going back to earlier, we want a lot of the same things out of life. We're all working towards the same things in our own kind of way, you know, whether we're on the right track or not is a different story, but we want these things. And because of that, we're going to experience a lot of the same challenges, a lot of the same roadblocks and a lot of the same, find a lot of the same opportunities. So it's great to know that one, no, you're definitely not alone in, in thinking that way or feeling that way. But yeah, again, also getting to, to pick things up off of other people. Um, one thing I should mention here is we're not, it's not like an open flowing discussion format where it's just a free for all of people sharing stories. Okay. Um, each class is a class. It's, it's here's what we're working on. We, we take you through a, a topic, kind of a curriculum, if you will, for the day. But our classes are very much discussion-based. So there's a lot of questioning back and forth. Uh, I love it when members ask questions. They're like, I want to challenge that idea. Yeah, great. Challenge that idea. We're never going to tell you not to. Please challenge the idea because probably if you want to challenge it, someone else wants to challenge it too. Um, so we love that. We love hearing different perspectives. We love the freedom of it. Um, and yeah, that, that's kind of how it works. Here's the class. Here's what we're working on. Let's talk about it. Let's dig into it. Let's get different perspectives and let's be better for it. So how long is it uh, session? One hour. It's one hour. Okay. One um, hour, once a week. I know people are busy. I'm busy. You're busy. Everybody's busy. Yeah. Everybody can carve out one hour once a week to I work on you. being a better you and living your 10. Yeah, I think so. Especially, you know, if it's something that's going to help you um, in the different areas of your life and help you become that person you want to be, I think yeah. one hour at the very minimum <laughs> is acceptable. For sure. And I will say sometimes we go a little bit over the hour. Um, I, I'm a big believer in, you know, if we're in the middle of something really good, you would want to say, okay, stop, hour's done. So we'll sometimes go a little bit over that hour. But um, but yeah, it's one hour once a week okay. to, to be a better leader, yeah. to be a better parent, to be a better partner, to look yourself in the mirror and be proud of who you are yeah. and be inspired by who you're becoming. I believe that every single one of us should be able to do that and deserves that in our lives. And I don't usually use the word deserves, but um, uh, you know, I do believe we can have that. We're all capable of living our tens, our own tens. Those, those tens are unique to us and we're all capable of that. And I just believe the world would be a much better place if, if we were doing that, if, you know, be it mental gym or not, I believe in the gym. I believe in how we do it. I believe in how accessible we make it to show up one hour once a week and work on yourself. Mm -hmm. um, but however you're doing it, wherever you're working out your mind, wherever mm -hmm. you're putting in the exercise and stretching yourself and doing it consistently, I thank you for it because I truly believe you're making the world a, a better mm -hmm. place for, for me, for you, for my boys to grow up in, for your kids. And that's, that's why we're doing what we're doing. Yeah. And, and I love the comparison. You keep using certain terms that you find in like, you know, a regular gym where you're working out your body. Um, you see a huge overlap between like your mind and your body. Sure. I think it's really important because as we, you know, as when I was a kid, I was always in sports or I'm always doing activities and I'm trying to, you know, stay healthy and fit and all this stuff, but I was never doing anything really for my mind. I was never learning mm -hmm. these things as a kid. So again, as a father, I'm trying to pass this information onto my kids and, you know, I'm seeing more and more of it in schools where they're kind of teaching this stuff and they're touching mm -hmm. on it, but I'm hoping, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, hoping yeah. Touching maybe. Yeah. You know, well, I think it depends on the school as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm hoping to see more of it. But, you know, I think it's up to us as parents and people, you know, part of communities to keep putting out this good content and putting out 
you know, our own experiences so other people can hopefully, you know, maybe listen to the podcast or watch that video and be like, huh, maybe I'm not living my 10. You know, mm-hmm. it gives us, it gives people the opportunity to see other people who have been through this and then also they can reach out and hopefully go through something on their own. So um, before I let you go, how can people, like if someone's interested in, in being part of the gym, is there like, like, is there like um, a call you have with someone? Like what, what's the process like to just throw people right into the, into the gym that fill out some kind of survey? Like what does that look like and, and how um, would someone get a hold of you? Sure. Uh, so I think if you want to learn more about the gym, the best way is just go to our website, mentalgymlife.com. Right. Okay. Gotcha. On there, you can sign up for the self-work. Like I mentioned before, get that weekly self-work. So that's a great way to get working or just get started. Um, we've also got a great video on there. It's myself and three gym members just talking about the gym and talking about their experiences in the gym and what it's okay. like being a member and why they're in there and, and all these different things. And it's a really great way to get a feel for the gym, the kind of people who like to work out in the gym and why. We've also got a class recording on there. So normally we wouldn't record or share classes because what happens in the gym stays in the gym. But for one class, we asked everybody, we got everybody's permission who really they wanted to be able to share the gym. And so we recorded that class. We've got a full class that you can watch. Um, Just sign up for, click on it, sign up, we'll send you that class and you can watch that full class. So you're never going to come into the gym as a member cold. You're going to be warmed up. You're going to have a real good feel for what the gym is. Is it for you? You're going to watch the class. Um, so that's a great way to do it. Then you'll just fill out a, a short application just so we can get to know you a little bit, get to know who you are and what makes you tick and why you want to be in the gym. It doesn't take long. It's like less than 10 minutes. After that, yeah, we'll hop on a quick call with you just to make sure we're on the same page, You know, make sure that we click and we like each other and the gym's a good fit for you. Uh, and if that's the case, then yeah, we'll get you started in the gym and, uh, and you're rocking. Okay. What about, uh, on social media? Um, is there any other places they can, they can, you know, if they're just looking to get their feet wet a little bit to absorb some more content, where, where can they find you online? Sure. The, the place where we post or I post the most content is on LinkedIn. Okay. Um, that's probably the best place to go a little bit on Instagram, something here and there on Facebook, but, uh, I'm a little bit newer to LinkedIn, but I've been enjoying it. And so that's, yes. that's now where I think most of the content's going to be. Yeah. It's been great. Um, yeah. doing research for this podcast, like I was telling you earlier, I was going through your post, um, and I got a lot of value in it. So I think keep doing what you're doing. I think oh, great. Thank you. Message into the world. And again, if someone's looking to find you, uh, the website is, uh, mental, is it mentalgymlife.com? Yeah. Mentalgymlife.com. Okay. Yeah, I got it. Okay, Corey, thank you so much uh, for being on, on, you know, Master Your Mindset with us. I definitely got a lot of insight from you. Um, Any final words before we say goodbye? Uh, First of all, thank you for having me on. This was great. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I thought your questions were great. So thank you for that. Um, And I would like to say to anybody who's listening, you know, if you feel like maybe you are stuck at a six or a seven, if you feel like you're meant for more, if you feel like maybe something's missing in life and you don't quite know what it is, if you wonder, does my life matter? If you're asking yourself any of these sorts of questions, please do something about it. Like don't just cross your fingers and hope that your life changes because one day you're going to be 80, 90, a hundred years old and you're going to look back on your life and you're going to have regrets and you're going to wonder who you could have been. And you're going to wonder about the life you could have lived and the people you could have impacted and all of these things. So don't be that person, please. If it matters to you, if it's important to you, 
take action on it. Not tomorrow, not next week. Just take action right now today. Yeah. Take just get started. Step. Just get started. Yeah. I appreciate that. Take that first step and, and see where, where that step can take you. Uh, yeah. You never know where it's going to go. Right. So just yeah. start, just however you start, just start. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you again. And we'll catch you guys next time. <laughs>